Welcome back. Seems quite appropriate to be talking about things happening on Wollaston Beach in the middle of a heat wave, because that's where folks are going to go and try, try and cool down a little bit. So please welcome Maureen Masrimus, president of the Friends of Wollaston Beach, and also Elizabeth Kernan is joining us. She is with the Shorebird Protection Program with the Department of Conservation and Recreation. So ladies, welcome to you both. Thank you Thank for having you. us. It's happy summer. Yes, indeed. You as well. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a big time, Maureen, right now, right? For sure. Uh, Friends have already kicked <coughs> off your season. I know you had your annual meeting not too long ago. Oh, right? we had we had a meeting. I, I, I thought um, July was busy until mm -hmm. I looked at the schedule for August. <laughs> uh, we had a we had a great um, meeting in July in which we first met Liz. Um, I had uh, one of one of the people in our group uh, said, gee, what's going on at the end of the beach? They're not they're not getting rid of the seaweed or anything like that. And uh, I said, it's probably the shorebirds, it's probably the plovers, but uh, let me check. And sure enough, I found out. Yep. And um, I said, you know, if somebody in our group could be asking, why are they doing this? I thought it was appropriate to, you know, bring in someone who could explain why if they weren't cleaning yes, the beach. If folks are who are <coughs> so directly connected to the beach don't understand what's going on. Right. The general public most certainly doesn't know. Right? And hopefully it was just one person. That's right. Most people are probably <laughs> well, cognizant they, of what's going on. Well, they all are now. That's for <laughs> sure. That's for sure. Because Elizabeth sure. came to your meeting, right? Yes, yeah, she came yeah. to our meeting. We had a wonderful meeting, yeah. and uh, um, yeah, it was it was a good time. And, Great. Uh, and the day after that meeting, we had Story Hour on the Beach yep. with the uh, Thomas Crane Public Library, and they did an amazing job. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't on the beach because of inclement weather. Oh, what a surprise. But it was moved indoors to the North Quincy Library, and we're going to do it again on August 14th, okay. the day after Kids Fest, yep. uh, in the hope that we will return to the beach. But okay. It was an amazing event. Uh, speaking of Kids, Kids Fest. Fest, right, it's your signature summertime event. Signature summertime event. and. And um, I had mentioned to you earlier, we had, we had a situation, for some reason, uh, the, the beach got double booked. And um, we were sort of like, what are we going to do now? And it turned out that we turned lemons into lemonade. Yeah. Uh, we met with the um, Asian Women's Health and discovered that we had a lot of things that uh, they didn't have, they had a lot of things that we didn't have, and we decided it would be a great opportunity to collaborate on something that would be beneficial to the entire community. Excellent. Yeah. And, and so we're doing that. So in addition to the things we always had in the past, um, you know, glitter tattoos and games and gaga ball and all that sort of thing, um, the, uh, their group is doing origami, hmm. they're doing sand art, they're doing a lot of other things. Okay. So okay. I'm sure you're going to see more about all of those things on both of our websites yes. uh, coming forward. So it's Sunday, August 13th. Sunday, August 13th okay. from 1 to 4 p.m. Okay. And um, yeah, it proves to be a, a good time. We've never had a rain date. Because up until last year, we actually did have to uh, postpone it because of bad weather. And, yeah. and it went from being in August to like late September. <laughs> but it was a good time anyway. Um, but um, yeah, so it's promising to be uh, an exciting event. And, um, and then in the process of speaking with... Um, with uh, the gentleman from uh, Asian Women's Health, we talked about one of our giveaways that we always give out at um, 
uh, at our Kids Fest and yep. every other event is our friend Dwayne the Storm Drain. Yes. And Johnny uh, said he is going to be able to translate it to Chinese and Vietnamese. So hopefully we can hand out a bunch of coloring charts that uh, are in uh, a language that a lot of people it's can understand. It's great, right? Because <laughs> it educates people that what goes down the storm drain eventually ends up in, in the, the ocean. Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we don't want that. No, yeah. we don't want that. And um, and so in the process of, uh, it, as I said, it, it's amazing how something that could have been not a great situation right. turned out to be really great. Yeah. Uh, because then I reached out to Mass Water Resources Authority, who does Duane, and told them about that. Um, our suggestion, and they said they were they were fine with it. And then she said to me, "Oh, by the way, could you use a water truck for Kids Fest?" And I said, "What's a water truck?" Right. That's <laughs> what I said when you told me that this morning. What's I had never heard truck? of one either. Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, it's this big truck yeah. where you can go up and um, and eliminate it eliminates the need for disposing of plastic plastic bottles. bottles yeah. So yeah. Uh, the water truck is going to be um, on Wollaston Beach for Kids Fest. Okay. And then she said, oh, and by the way, do you know about Real Fish Day? And I said, what's Real Fish Day? <laughs> she said, they have um, their annual uh, fishing day at, real fun fishing day at Nut Island. Yep. And they provide the hooks and instruction and the licensing and all that yep. stuff. So that's going to be on September 30th. Okay. That'll also be on our website. Um, so a lot of good things came from it. And so in addition to um, Kids Fest, Story Hour, there's also Sunset Yoga on the Beach. Uh, we had yoga in the spring with Lori Scott. And this time we're going to be working with Christine Cotter. And we think, you know, yoga is an important element of wellness and that sort of thing. So we're doing that as well. Okay, so you have so a full uh, agenda of items happening this summertime. The sure. big deal yes. is September 16th, okay. Coast Sweep. Oh yes, of course. Coast Sweep, yeah. Coast Sweep is a worldwide cleanup in which uh, people actually not only pick up debris and all that from the beach, but they have to catalog it. Yes. And the intent yeah. is to try and find out where it's coming from and things you wouldn't even think about. Um, I was mentioning to Liz that last year we had 70 people do our cleanup. The year before we had 90. And last year we actually picked up another six or 700 more cigarette butts than we did the year before. Mm. And it was like 2,500 cigarette butts. And it's not that people are sitting on the beach and leaving their cigarettes in the sand, right. although I'm but you know they're having their cigarette they're throwing it in the gutter the yep. gutter washes into the storm drain the storm drain washes out to the beach yep. and the beach brings it back in again right, right. no that's <laughs> that's the cycle that's yeah, exactly that right. is the yeah. cycle so um at least uh the last year we didn't have we did we did find some pet waste on the beach but it was in its natural state uh, the year before, we actually found it in a plastic, in plastic bag bags, yeah. on the beach. Yep. It's like, if you're going to go to the bother of putting <laughs> it in a plastic bag, don't leave it on Just the beach. Just put it in the trash. Just put it in the yeah, trash. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, Coast Sweep is Sunday, September 16th, uh, Saturday, I'm sorry, Saturday, September 16th okay. from uh, 10 a.m. to noon. And um, we'll be there with all of our friends. 
And I think that's about it. Okay, well, it's not about it because uh, Elizabeth <laughs> is here to tell us all about uh, the third year in a row, Elizabeth, that the Piping Plovers have found uh, their home on Wollaston Beach, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Third year and the biggest year for Wallaston Beach, in oh, fact. Is that right? More, yep, more Piping Plovers this year than ever before. Wow. Um, but you were telling me this morning that they've already fledged and flew the coop. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Wollaston is sort of unique on a lot of our DCR beaches this year, and Wollaston actually wrapped up on July 16th. Wow. So um, we had four pairs that nested on Wollaston this year, um, and all four pairs were able to fledge some chicks. Okay. Um, so we had a total of six chicks fledge from Wollaston. Um, and the last one, and fledged, I should say, means they're able to fly. They're, you know, they're essentially, they can fly out of the way of threats and trouble and disturbance. Yeah. Um, and that's really what we look for every year. And, um, yep, that final chick fledged on July 16th. So, Wollaston's completely open. We have uh, some pictures um, to show folks of what a piping plover looks like in its chick form and in yep. its adult form, right? <laughs> yep, so yep. they're a little bit different <laughs> in both forms. Yeah, so yep. if we could show folks that, that way they gotta get a sense of what we're talking about, because uh, sure. I didn't even know, you know until I saw these and that's, pictures. And that's one of the big things, too, is we find that, you know, plovers by design are very well camouflaged. So yeah, so this, you know, this photo you have is of a very young chick. Okay. Um, and you can see they have that lovely modeling on the back of their, um, their feathers, and that's, you know, by design because they're a tasty treat out there for tons of predators ah, okay. um, and so by being camouflaged and being very small and being very mobile um, that usually helps them sort of evade those um, those disturbances and that's tough for people um, on beaches where they want to recreate because right. these birds are in the same area where we want to you know bring our families and spend our beach right. day yeah. but they're very hard to see and that's always sad for me because you know I want everyone to see a piping plover I think they're absolutely fabulous mm -hmm. and I spend mm -hmm. a ton of time looking at them um, and that's something I would love for Quincy residents especially is to get a chance to see piping plovers. Oh, a family. This, yes, so this is a lovely photo of a piping plover family. This is a familiar sight on Wollaston Beach. This is a, an adult male piping plover um, doing something we call brooding. So he's protecting some very young chicks there. Um, and you can see one very clearly, but there's, you know, there's probably at least two or three other chicks under him as well. Um, and that's because the chicks sort of need that extra um, thermal care from their parents mm -hmm. and, and protection and shelter. And then this is um, probably a female piping plover. They look just a little bit different from the males, um, and both parents perform these parenting duties. Mm. And these, this female is actually protecting a couple of much older chicks. So these chicks are probably getting closer to about 25 or so days old, getting ready to potentially be able to fly, but still seeking that important parental care from yep. their parents. Okay. Yep. I think we have one more to show. Yep. Yeah, this is a very classic photo of a, a male piping plover. Um, so that shows, you know, they're this lovely sandy gray um, colored shorebirds that they blend in with their environment. And then they have these lovely black markings on their eyebrow um, and their neck and very striking orange bill and legs, which really sets them apart from some of the other species of um, shorebirds and sandpipers that you'll see out on the beach as well. Okay, and I think we have an adult female uh, to show. Oh, or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> They're very similar, just very a little more muted. Okay. So, <laughs> so Elizabeth, why is it important? There, there she is. There she is. <laughs> yeah, so still has those similar markings but just a little more faded and muted usually in the brow okay. and the, the neck band. So why is it important to protect piping plovers? So piping plovers are a species of shorebird that's threatened both federally and in the state of Massachusetts. Um, so they're protected under the Endangered Species Act and the Massachusetts Endangered Species Act. Um, and that's because their populations really suffered a steep decline, um, especially in the late 1800s mm. through the 1900s. And 
um, you know, at the time of their listing in 1986, we were down to about 140 pairs of piping plovers in Massachusetts. And now, because of these recovery efforts, you know, DCR isn't alone in doing this. Um, all beach owners, landowners, various municipalities, organizations are doing this across the state um, and the Atlantic coast. Um, and um, we're seeing some recovery of the population. So we actually had over a thousand pairs just in Massachusetts alone last year. Okay. So that's a sign that you know we're we're doing a little better. Some yeah. of these efforts are are making a difference, and that's very important. Why did they come to Wollaston Beach, and why only three years ago? I, you know, I'm not sure why it okay. took them this long to find Wollaston. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a lovely beach. It has all the markers for exactly what they're looking for, though. So, you know, piping plovers are Massachusetts locals. So even if they're not on a beach this year, they can find that territory in future years. Okay. Um, so, you know, in 2020, probably the first intrepid piping plover pair decided they were going to pick Wollaston to nest. Um, and piping plovers nest just in the sand, so right on the ground, mm. um, you know, right where we're spending our recreational hours um, on the beach. And so, you know, the Wollaston's got a lovely expanse of lovely sandy beach. It's got a lovely intertidal zone that shows up when the tide goes out, and that's where like piping plovers... Like behind you. <laughs> oh, yep, yep, exactly that. So that, that shows yeah. that lovely mud flat that you get um, on Wollaston Beach, and that's why it's such a good place for shorebirds especially. Okay. Um, all of that sort of muddy area is actually a really good spot for piping plover adults and chicks to forage. So they find their, their diet of bugs and worms and bivalves and small crustaceans in the sand. Um, and that's what keeps them going. That's what they come to Massachusetts for. Okay, so where do they come from and where do they go? So that, yeah, so their piping plovers really arguably do it right. They <laughs> spend the summer in Massachusetts <laughs> on our beautiful hot beaches. Uh -huh. um, and then, and I should say too, they're, they nest on um, sandy coastal beaches all across the eastern um, coast of uh, North America. So oh. all the way from Newfoundland and Canada down to North Carolina. Oh. Um, and then come late July through early September, once they're finished up with nesting, they head south <laughs> and they spend their winter anywhere from North Carolina to Florida and even the Bahamas, <laughs> the Gulf of Mexico, wow. the Caribbean. So they, they do some island hopping over the winter. Okay. And then they're usually back here in Massachusetts by around early April. Okay, very interesting. So that's the reason to protect their nesting area because they are so vulnerable, right? They're very vulnerable. Yeah. And so because they're nesting right on the beach yeah. and because they're very well camouflaged, you know, even biologists who are spending their day out there looking for them, they can be really hard to spot. And that's by design. Um, and that means that if people don't know where plovers are, mm. then plovers are at risk of being disturbed out of their preferred areas for shelter and foraging. And it means that, you know, in the worst case, it means that their eggs and their tiny, tiny chicks, you know, we're talking tiny little fluff balls on toothpicks running around on the beach are right. vulnerable to being stepped on or crushed. Yeah, you might mistake so. it for just a um, you might not even drift, piece see of driftwood it. or yep. debris or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. exactly. Uh, why it's important too to keep <coughs> dogs off the beach, right? That's a really big one, yeah. and that's you know I like to stress this because I am I'm a dog lover. Yeah. Um, and you know we all have friendly, wonderful pets that we want to bring with us everywhere. Um, and unfortunately to a piping plover, they don't know the difference between a good, friendly dog <laughs> and an aggressive dog. Right. And, and actually the science has shown that even just well-behaved dogs on leash um, on our beaches are really disturbing to the piping plovers during yeah. their nesting season. So um, that's why on Wollaston Beach and all of our DCR beaches where piping plovers nest, uh, dogs are not allowed on the beach yeah. from April 1st to September 15th. 
So September 16th, bring your leash dog back and enjoy the beach, please. Okay. <laughs> so, but it must be a great asset for the folks at DCR to have groups like the Friends of Wollaston Beach to work with to get the message out. Absolutely, yeah. this is this is huge for us, and I, I I've thanked Maureen already, <laughs> yeah. and I'll thank you again for making that connection because again, this is you know the the DCR recovery program, Shorebird Recovery Program, really wants to be involved with the communities um, that are around these beaches and that come visit these beaches, right. um, and I think that's really key. Yeah. Just for people to be aware and yeah. Thank you for bringing Elizabeth uh, oh, today. No Maurice, problem. It's been a great uh, educational experience and I hope we've let a few folks know uh, about what's going on on their beach. And don't forget there ain't no poop fairy. No poop fairy. <laughs> Pick it up yourself and throw <laughs> it away. Thanks to both of you. Really appreciate it. Okay, thank you thank so you. much, Joe.